If you're looking for the best coverage for indie wrestling, listen to Aaron and Tom right here at the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast Show. Welcome everybody to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast Show. My name is Aaron, and with me, as always, is Tom. Tonight, we got a special guest with us, Mr. Cole Radrick. Cole, how's it going? It's going good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. It seems right now that you've been pretty busy uh, up in the Indiana area. You guys are able to wrestle a whole lot. Tell us a little bit what's going on with you. Yeah, you know, I'm luckily I'm very luck. Uh, lucky and blessed to be able to wrestle pretty often right now. Um, Indiana is kind of, kind of a, not really the Wild West, but it's kind of loosey goosey with uh, with like COVID terms and like rules and restrictions. And so, like a lot, a lot of the uh, shows I'm attending right now, they're like socially distanced and they have like masks required. Like GCW has like masks required at shows, and like and they've also had them at New Jersey as well. So. Like, I'm just very lucky to have, be able to wrestle for a lot of companies that are doing the proper steps of taking precautions for COVID and like companies like New Wave Pro as well and Paradigm and uh, yeah, it's just very lucky. Is that, for a wrestler, is that hard for you guys to get adjusted to the, the scenery of less fans and the travel restrictions? Because, you know, I've seen a couple of you guys having to get a lot of tests done to be able to perform at a lot of the shows. Yeah, you know, it's it's different, obviously, because, like, uh, St. Louis Anarchy, for example, they they're used, they have, a, like, 100-plus fans a lot of the times in the Spalding Hall, and it creates such an atmosphere. And now they're doing, like, 50 tickets maximum. And it's such a different – it's different, but it's still the same because those, fa those 50 fans are the diehards of St. Louis Anarchy, and they're still so loud, and they're still so into all the action. But it's different when – from going from large crowds to two, three, four hundred crowd, four hundred people, to you know, a hundred, fifty, you know, it's a different feel. It's uh, it's also like a, almost a little bit more personal, like with those people, because when you're wrestling, you make eye contact with them. You know what I mean? In a crowd of four hundred, you might make eye contact with two or three people while you're wrestling. So it's kind of different in that sense. And like, yeah, just traveling and like trying to make sure you know your mask you're wearing a mask and you're using hand sanitizer and like you're staying distant from like all these different people at rest stops and gas stations and food places like you just got to be very cautious you know what i mean that's that's kind of how it's different with the travel so uh how are the fans uh dealing with all the restrictions uh, have most of them been pretty compliant and easy to get along with it just to get back to a show or how's that going yeah, for like for the most part, like shows like again, like I said, like GCW, St. Louis Anarchy, Paradigm, New Wave Pro, like a lot of those shows, they have perfect. You know, all the fans are wearing masks or being socially distant. You know, like if they are in groups, like they're not. You know, they're with their people. You know what I mean? Like they're with the people they came with. So like that's kind of really cool to see. You know, just taking the right precautions. Um, you know, obviously there's some people that are we're not going to wear the mask properly or they're not, you know, they're not taking, they're being, 
you know, what you would deem inconsiderate or they're, you know, not doing the right things. Um, but what can you do about those certain people that, you know, people are going to do what they want to do. All right. You're in your early twenties right now. How did you get into professional wrestling? Um, I got into professional wrestling because of my brother. Uh, my older brother was is about four years older than me. And so I'd be like four years old and my, we our bedtime was like eight o'clock at night. Like my parents made us shut everything off. Well, SmackDown came on at eight o'clock on Thursday nights. So what we would do is we shut all the lights off. We'd like wait five minutes or whatever. And my brother would go up, turn the TV on, but turn it all the way down. And we would watch SmackDown. And so I grew to love guys like Rey Mysterio and Matt Hardy. And like, that's how I got into wrestling was just, you know, sneakily watching it with my brother on Thursday nights and Monday nights. And it kind of just became like my obsession. Like uh, I just kind of got lost in like the athleticism and like the creative, like the creativity of it all and on the, the storytelling and like how people like Rey Mysterio could just fight all these big guys and like, everything had a rhyme or a reason like looking back on it now like I fell in love with wrestling because of storytelling and because of like the struggle and the fight of it so like from that point on from the time I was like four years old it was like fuck everything else it's wrestling you know what I mean sorry for my language but no, like, you're fine. like wrestling's the only thing that matters at this point and like I did amateur wrestling I did uh basketball baseball football soccer I've did every sport besides hockey because I, I couldn't be on skates for the my life. Like I could do all those sports, but the only thing that ever stayed in my life and, or, and the only thing I ever wanted to be and ever wanted to do was be a professional wrestler. Awesome. One so, thing I wanted to, wanted to ask you about was uh, promos. Um, I've seen several promos uh, that you've done and I see a lot of fire and a lot of passion behind them. Um, what's some of the things that you prepare for or do to prepare when you're doing a promo? And is there uh, people that you've kind of looked to and kind of uh, developed a style from that? I mean, like, uh, there's, you know, I love, I love the promo sides of wrestling, you know, cause promos just like the set, like a jab promo sets up the story and the right hand is the match itself. You know what I mean? Like, they go together. Um, you know, I love like Sammy Callahan, John Moxley, uh, Dusty Rhodes, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Like, I love a lot of like these. Pro Jake the Snake Roberts is another one. Like, I love all these promos, like these guys that can tell a story and draw you into what they're saying. And I just, I don't know, like, I try not to just like take from anybody, but just kind of create my own style if I can. And like, you were asking me, you know, like, what do I do to like think of or prepare? Like, I just try to figure out like what I genuinely feel about whatever I'm about to talk about. Like, uh, I figured it out. Like, you know, I spent most of my life trying to be somebody I wasn't, you know what I mean? And if I can just connect to who I am, who Cole Radrick is as a person, as a man, as a professional wrestler, like everything comes out in a more natural way. Everything comes out with that fire because it's actually what I'm saying and what I'm doing. Right now, your trajectory in, in the world of professional wrestling is very high, in my opinion. Uh, you've seen to really rise over the last three years or so. Um, you're wrestling top-notch people. 
people who are in the bigger companies, um, Iron Reed and MLW, um, Callie Ray on Impact. Do you take a lot of wrestling against those people uh, as learning experiences for you? Does it help you grow as a professional wrestler or do you just look at it as a total honor in general? Man, you know, like I just, I'm very blessed with opportunity more than anything. Like uh, I, I've grown up in wrestling with Myron Reed. I was there with Myron Reed when he was having his first matches in Indiana at IWA Mid-South. Like uh, he's like my big brother. We live together. Like me and Myron have grew up as professional wrestlers together. And like, he's awesome doing them things in MLW. He's their middleweight champion for God knows how long. And like Myron, anytime me and Myron wrestle, I've learned something. You know, and I'm very grateful the opportunities to wrestle guys like Myron and to wrestle people like Kylie Ray, who one is just one of the nicest human beings in the world. Like, and she's so talented and she's absolutely one of the best like wrestlers I've ever faced, male, female, across the board. She's amazing at what she does. And like, I don't know, it's just like a litmus test, you know, like I want to be one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like, I'm, I know I'm not there yet, but I'm going to be. Like, there's no doubt about it in my mind that, like, my passion, my drive, and my fire will get me where I want to be. And I just take the chances of wrestling people like Kylie Rain, wrestling people like Myron Reed, wrestling people like Calvin Tegman, like, wrestling all these great people. Like, I take that as, you know, these are the steps to get me where I want to be. And I'm so grateful for the opportunities to wrestle those kind of people and people like A.R. Fox as well. Some of your uh, some of your character work that you do during your matches, I think, is at a very high level um, from what I've seen on Independence. Um, is there something um, training wise that you um, that you've done to get to that level, or is it just uh, a natural thing for you? Uh, it's it's just you know like working out more and trying to like. Sorry, my cat was being an asshole. It's throwing a little ball around, man. Um, you're you're saying like uh, what got me to that higher level? Like what I did to change, correct? Like you know, your character work in the ring yeah. has evolved to yeah. where you know the facial expressions, um, just even the banter in the ring, um, yeah. helping tell that story. Yeah. How did how have you evolved that? Uh, it's kind of like that promo thing I was talking to you about. You know, it's about uh, just kind of figure out like who I am as a person, like who, how can I connect who I am in real life to who I am in that ring? And I'm in real life. I'm a very erratic person, um, a little bit kind of off kilter. Uh, so like, and I kind of, you know, I just look back at why did I like wrestling? What made me fall in love with wrestling? That's the storytelling. That's the facial expressions. That's the little in-betweens. Like that's what I fell in love with wrestling with. So that's what I, now from like 2018 is what I kind of put in more focus in my wrestling was my facial expressions, the stuff I do in between the moves, you know, how I pace myself, how I move in the ring, like everything about who I am is I'm just making everything more natural to who I am. When you look at your career so far, give me what a normal week for you looks like. Uh, so far, as of right now, it's uh, I work basically from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. or no, from 6 a.m. to about 4 p.m. every day. 
then I go to the gym for like two hours of workout and kind of just come home. Uh, if I also work a second job at the gym as well, like two nights a week, but usually Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'll have a show. Like I'll sometimes I'll have one Friday and Saturday or Friday and Sunday, like this upcoming week, I only have GCW on Sunday um, in Indianapolis. I'm really excited for that. But a lot of it is just working out, um, getting in the ring once or twice a week where I can, whether it's in Terre Haute for New Wave Pro, just to work out, you know, try something new, conditioning, uh, training. Um, but that's kind of what it is right now. Before, it was, you know, wrestling on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, once in Nashville, you know, next night's in Jersey, the next night's in Pennsylvania. You know, like, that's what my normal week would have been. But COVID, man. How hard is that loop on, like, your body and your mental state? Man, you get pretty tired, you know. Uh, but it's – honestly, I love it. It's – being on the road is one of my favorite things, just traveling, seeing different places that I, you know, if I would have went to Indiana University like I thought I was going to, like, I would never be able to do. So, just – it's tiring, you know. Some By the third show, you're kind of beat up and tired. You've been – throwing around in the wrestling ring twice and it's cramped back into a car for eight, nine hours at a time. But I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, man. Like, I love it. It's the best thing in my life. The only thing I live to do, so. What, uh, are you currently uh, paying attention to, like, uh, Raw and SmackDown and, and uh, AEW? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I kind of try to as much as I can. Um, like, uh, I watch a lot of AEW. I got a lot of friends on there, like people that, you know, like Marco Stunt, I love watching. The, you know, usually he's on AEW Dark uh, or AEW on Wednesdays, obviously. But um, I love watching Marco Stunt. Like, I love watching Joey Janela wrestle. Like, there's a lot of dudes on there that are really talented. Uh, I watch a lot of NXT as well because that's awesome. Like, you know what I mean? But sometimes I'm too busy. I try to keep up with it. It sounds so, like to me that you're more into like the wrestling purist side of it instead of the sports entertainment side of it. Is that correct? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I like all forms of wrestling, man. Honestly, like I love, I just love wrestling. Um, I like sports entertainment because it is more the storytelling, but sometimes, you know, I do love the, like just a good old wrestling match, you know, Matt wrestling, hard hitting, striking, you know what I mean? Independent style wrestling. Yeah. I guess you could would say, or, so do you feel that there's anything that they're, that they're missing? Um, is there anything that you would, if, uh, if you got signed to one of those companies that um, as far as their storytelling, is there things that you would want to incorporate? Honestly, like I just want to bring my brand of professional wrestling, which is this wacky, goofy, off the wall, off the cuff basically human demolition derby style professional wrestling to one of those companies, you know, um, obviously like they know what they're doing. They're on that level for a reason. Um, but I think, you know, if I was able to be on a national stage, like I could bring something different to the table, but you know, I don't know what I would be like, Oh, we got to change that immediately. What do you label your style as? I, I to me, I, I label you as a hybrid you're a high flyer. You can do hardcore. Uh, you can do technical wrestling as well. How do you see yourself? Um, I, 
I kind of just see uh, like, yeah, I guess you would call a hybrid. I call, I usually, when people ask me like my style of wrestling, I call myself like a human demolition derby. That's, you know, demolition derby is crazy, wacky, hard hitting, out of control. Um, I am a guy, that, but a hybrid would be, I guess. You're, I think you're spot on. I have done death matches. I've competed in death match tournaments. I'm not a death match wrestler in the slightest. Like, I'm not, like, you know, i got one of those guys like Alex Clone who's the fucking man. Like, uh, you know, I've, I'm a guy that's just done death matches. Um, but I like to think I can wrestle as a technical wrestler. I can wrestle as a high flyer. I can wrestle on the, you know, mat wrestling. Like, I think I can do it all. Um, so that's kind of what I want to do. I want to wrestle the best in every style. I want to wrestle the best out there. And I want to see if I can hang with them. When your hardcore matches, tell us a little bit about that. Is is it something that you just automatically will sign up for if a company was to contact you, or do you really give those a lot of hard thought on those on taking those type of matches? Or, um, I, it's kind of like right place, right time type stuff. Just you know, I really I want to do them for the right reason, you know. Like, um, but I'm not opposed to doing them either. Like. If I'm in them, I'm not, like, hesitant about it. If I'm in a death match or if I'm in a hardcore match, I'm 110% in it. Like, there is, like, you know, any phoning it in or anything like that. Um, but I think a lot of it, like, death matchy stuff is a lot of, like, right place, right time, you know, right circumstances. Where, uh, where do you see yourself um, in the next – you know, six to eight months. Um, are you reaching out and trying to get booked all over? Are you strictly uh, working for the the companies that you are currently with that you work with all the time? How is how is that look for you? And what what are you hoping if the, this COVID thing kind of loosens up a little bit? Um, honestly, like right now, I just want to wrestle absolutely anywhere I can. Um, on as long as they're you know they're obviously taking the right precautions like that's very important to me is just taking the right steps for safety and you know pre the precautions for preventing COVID, the spread of COVID-19 that's very important to me um but I'm just trying to wrestle as much as I can get out there um I want to continue you know this hopefully this upward climb that you know I'm lucky enough to be on but Hopefully, as COVID starts to maybe go away, and hopefully, you know, there's a cure found or whatever else might happen. Um, you know, wrestling can continue to stay, uh, continue to have shows safely, and hopefully, I get to be a part of a lot of them. I feel like you got a really good mind for the business. Uh, have you helped out with any promoting uh, in backstage roles? Uh, yeah, I've promoted a few shows um, in Spencer, Indiana for New Wave Pro. Um, I've helped out with a couple companies, just like, you know, booking and helping out with ideas. Uh, but other than that, like, you know, I've, I started in wrestling as a camera guy, but I was also friends with the booker. So I kind of got understood. I understood some of the booking of what happened and then whenever i was in dayton ohio for rockstar pro i was really close with jay christ who was the booker there and i've learned a lot through him through store about storytelling and long-term ideas and how to tell a story over eight weeks and how to tell a story over three weeks and, you know um i've been very blessed to have really good mentors just to tell me you know hey here's why you want to tell this story 
here's what you could do in different avenues, but also how to round it up and make it all make sense in the context of a professional wrestling world. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I was just lucky enough to help out at shows, book for shows, give ideas and help, you know, out as the best I can. If you had your chance to book yourself in a dream match, who would it be? As of right now? Uh, right now. I really want to wrestle Archibald Peck. Um, well, I don't know, like, the familiarity. A lot of people would know him from his time in Chikara. Uh, he was R.D. Evans in Ring of Honor. He uh, worked for WWE, I believe, as a, in creative. Um, he was been recently released. He, I think he had a match with Orange Cassidy um, or was supposed to maybe. But I really would like to wrestle Archibald Peck. Um, he was, I was a guy that, as a team, I, I loved him in the, on the indies when I was discovering independent wrestling and figuring out what it was. He did the mysterious and handsome stranger and Richard Carr as well. So, like, that's one of my big dream matches right now. And I'd love to wrestle Chris Hero if the chance I ever provided it. Like, I'd really want that test because Chris Hero is one of the fucking best in the world. And I really want to see where I'm at. Where do you think you are? Um, I'm a bit away, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely on the come up. Like I'm not, I'm not an established indie star. I'm not a big like name. I'm not a big anything. Like I'm still very small fish in this fucking huge pond, but you know, I'm still willing to go through what I got to go through to get where I want to be, you know? Um, I don't think I'm great. I'm not the greatest wrestler in North America like Lee Moriarty because that guy is a fucking man. Um, but I, I'm not there yet, but I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. You know, I'm going to try to keep learning and adapting and growing as a professional and just hopefully, you know, see where I stand one day. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do is just grow and be better than what I was yesterday as a wrestler. He's over here asking the hard questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what over here? I I think uh, one thing that I can tell is you're very humble. Uh, I think you are better than what you're what you uh, feel of yourself. Um, but I think a lot of times it's the exposure. Um, there's a lot of independent shows and a lot of things going on that you just never see anything about. You don't you don't hear about it. It's almost like they don't want anybody to know, but they want everybody to show up come time to buy tickets. And uh, what, what, what's your experience with that? Have you seen that? And what do you think that we as a community need to do to get the word out there about independent professional wrestling? Um, honestly, like, just flyering towns has worked a lot. You know, a lot of people – I know it's like an old-school process or just – a lot of people post something on Facebook and just share it, like – that's cool, but if you put it on a place where, like, it's a pizzeria or a hometown pizzeria or something, and 100 people go in there every two days, that's 100 different people seeing that sign. Like, a lot of people don't realize, like, how much word of mouth really can go in wrestling. Like, uh, and just, just sharing on social media and just, like, bring a friend to wrestling because wrestling's fucking cool. Like, I, I think if you bring anybody to an independent professional wrestling show, they're, they love it. Like, yeah, they might talk shit about it, like, in person, like, when they're not around it because they're not there. But when they see it, I think anybody in the world would love professional wrestling because professional wrestling is the fucking coolest thing in the world. 
you know, I was talk you mentioned a great point there. I was talking to Effie recently and we were discussing promoting uh, shows and we were talking about how on posters there's all this talent. And he just mm -hmm. said, Listen, one of the best shows, most attended shows I ever went to, the wrestling poster just said beer and pro wrestling. And that was the only words on it. And it was plastered in a college town. And guess what? On that Friday night, they packed it because it That's was beer awesome. and wrestling. And I, I think mean, honestly, I think you just got to keep it simple like you're talking. Just start putting stuff up in yeah. the neighborhoods, in towns. And, and talk to your friends and, like, just – and, like, be like, hey, man, like, hey, there's this cool wrestling show we're hanging out. Hey, there's going to be beer. And, like, this person's going to beat the shit out of this guy. Who doesn't like getting a little bit drunk and watching some violence? You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty cool. It's just like a UFC. Yeah, absolutely. Who don't like a good old-fashioned fight? Yeah, Legal, exactly. legally, 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 legally. Yeah. Real quick before we let you go, I want to talk to you a little bit about your love for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, I follow you on social yeah, media. It's, it's uh, big Pacer guy. So talk about your love for the Pacers. How, how did you become a big Pacer fan? I'm being tested. Yeah. My love for the Pacers is being tested. Um, my dad took me to a game when I was like six years old. I saw Ray, or yeah, yeah, I was six. Yeah, I was six years old. I watched Reggie Miller play. It was the coolest thing in the fucking world. I think Reggie dropped like twenty nine that night, and it was amazing. But this year's been rough, man. As an Indiana Pacers guy, this year's been rough. Um, I just wanted one win against the Heat in this series. We get swept. And uh, we got rid of Nate McMillan, so we took a step forward. Um, apparently, Victor Oladipo doesn't want to resign. I'm wearing this jersey tonight, literally just hoping that he just understands that Indiana is home and we want him to stay. Um, go TJ Leaf, best pacer, underrated, obviously. But other than that, man, it's really hard being a pacer. Uh, the Heat are going to be really a hard team to beat. Um, they're actually real. They're they're playing really good ball. I, as much as I hate to admit it, like Jimmy Butler's on fire right now. Um, but yeah, I'm dying a slow death right now. I'm I'm I'm, I'm hurting. Oh, hey, he knows all about that. He's a Cub fan. I'm a Cub. Hey, I'm a Cub. Fan. Hey, I'm a Cub guy too. Hey, I tell people all the time, especially this Cardinal fan down there, I got one championship. I at least got to see one. You know how many people haven't got to see it? Yeah. I've seen more than one. That's okay. That's overrated. No one no one will remember yours, but they'll remember our 2016. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, man. Um, we're firm believers in you, definitely. Um, Stay safe. Keep everything moving in the right direction. Like Tom said, you're very humble. Um, I think sky's the limit for sure. If you need anything from us, definitely let us know. I'd like to revisit you here in about six months and see exactly where you're yeah. at. And Absolutely. If you're an indie promotion and you're watching this, book this guy right here. One of the best talents out there going today. Thank hey, you. also, if you have a flyer for a show, send it to us. We'll get it up on the podcast. We'll put it on our social media. We'll get the word out there for you. Awesome. Thanks. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us.